Hey everybody, it's Frank Spear. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in, as it were, to another edition of Thinking Out Loud, another episode here. just want to state again that uh, in these talks, um, I'm thinking out loud, just as the title in, in, implies. I'm not saying that I'm correct on everything. Who is? Who can say that? I'm just sharing with you my thoughts in order to spur you on to thinking about these topics. I'm sure you think differently about things than I do in many ways as I do you. So this isn't about here, let me preach to you. This is about, this is how I see things now. What do you think? This is uh, can be said of every episode of these I produce. I just need to get these thoughts out of my head, you know, <laughs> out there somewhere. Um Today I want to talk about racism, uh, kind of a hairy topic, and I think the best way to begin is to get clear on the definition. So let's look at the Webster's Dictionary definition of racism. The belief that certain races of people are by birth and nature either superior or inferior, inferior to other races. Also, it can be defined as discrimination or hatred based on race alone. Okay, so that seems pretty plain. So if that's the definition, uh, it isn't racist then to say, for example, that the vast percentage of history serial killers have been white men, at least in America. Okay, so if someone says, do you know that the vast percentage of serial killers in America have been white men? That's not a racist statement. That's a statement of fact, right? It's not saying that white people are inferior to any other race or that they should in general be hated or discriminated against as Webster's defines racism. You're just stating a fact. Now, here's an actual racist statement. I hate all white people and I believe they are an inferior race because most serial killers have been white people, and therefore, all white people must be serial killers. That would be a racist statement. So we can clearly see the difference here. It's really not difficult to comprehend these things, but somehow this has gotten all twisted and distorted uh, today. The word racist or racism is tossed around so flippantly now that it actually has almost lost its meaning. It's been redefined. You know, so if you just say white people or red people or Chinese people or African-American people or uh, if you use the word Muslim people or Arab people, it's almost just by saying their ethnicity and stating it out loud uh, or their race, you made a racist comment. You know, or it's like uh, if you do an impression of or, you know, mimic the accent of someone, then that's racist. It's not racist. <laughs> There's a, actually a Seinfeld line where uh, Jerry is talking about the fact that he wants to date an Asian woman. And he says, you know, I, it's my first date with the Pacific Rim. I like Asian women. And uh, Elaine says, isn't that a bit racist? Jerry says, if I like their race, how is that racist? <laughs> and, but you see Elaine's perspective there. It's, Isn't that racist? What? What's racist that I said I like Asian women? <laughs> Just because I'm stating that Asian women are different. They're a different race than me. Just by making that statement is racist. 
it isn't. So, so taking an issue, here, here's the big point, taking issue with a single individual or a certain group from any particular ethnicity doesn't automatically make someone a racist, right? If someone simply states the fact that uh, China is currently confining Muslims in communist internment camps, are they making a racist statement? Are they saying something racist about the Chinese? Are they saying something racist about the Muslims? No, they're simply stating a fact. There's nothing of hatred implied there because of one's race specifically. Now, if they were to claim that uh, China is confining Muslims in a communist internment camp, in camps, and because that's happening, that means that all Chinese people everywhere as a race of humans are an inferior race and should be despised as a whole, that would be a racist statement. So pointing out the failures or successes of a particular race of people or a nation or a culture is not necessarily a racist thing to do. Sometimes those things are just true and truth is truth. If someone says to another person, uh, this is a good example, hey, hey Joe, you smell really bad and your house is a disaster, a pigsty. Has that person made a racist statement? What if Joe responded by saying, well, you must hate people of Irish and German descent to make a statement like that because I'm of Irish and German descent. That would be ludicrous. We all get that, I think. The person might respond by saying, not at all. This has nothing to do with you being Irish or German. That doesn't come into the picture at all. I was just pointing out the fact that your house is dirty and you smell bad. (laughs) I didn't say anything about your race. I was speaking to you as a fellow member of the human race. Now, you could argue in that particular instance that it might not be a very kind thing to tell someone they smell or their house is a mess, but it's certainly not a racist statement. But despite popular belief, today it would be for many people. So it is, in fact, possible to make insensitive foolish, and even unnecessarily inflammatory comments without actually being a racist. Those might not be great statements to make, may not be helpful statements to make, but you can make insensitive statements about someone of a different race than you without actually being racist. You can say what that guy or that woman is doing is bad, is wrong, is harmful. And if they're another race than you, that doesn't mean that your statement was racist. So let me ask you a question. What do you call it when someone points out that a certain individual or ethnic group of people is in fact behaving in a negative manner? Let's think of an example like uh, Someone says to you, or you learn in history class, your teacher or your professor says, the German Nazis back in 1930s and 40s slaughtered many Jews, many Polish people, many gypsies. Okay, so by merely pointing out that fact to you, is your teacher being racist? Was that a racist statement? Of course not. It's a statement of fact, of historical fact. 
And if during World War II someone were to say, look at the atrocities the Germans are committing, would that be a racist statement or a statement of fact? So let's touch on, let's bring in uh, illegal immigration here for a minute because that's a hot topic uh, in our country at the present time. I say illegal immigration because in this country, in the United States of America, for better or worse, uh, we have laws. And those laws were established by Americans themselves, right? They had to be voted on, or at least we voted on the the Congress uh, men and women uh, to pass those laws, our representatives, right? So if the people living today in this country no longer agree with those laws, that's fine. Then they need to vote. They need to install uh, representatives that they trust or they need to convince their current representatives to change those laws. However, until such a time, we have no recourse, no other choice but to live under the current laws that we do have, even if we don't like them. Because if we don't do that, we're inviting chaos. And we all know that, right? I mean, there are a lot of people out there that may not like the fact that our laws forbid them from walking into a supermarket, filling up a basket and just walking out with a cart full of food without paying. You can't do that. That's against the law. Nevertheless, to allow that kind of thing would create under, uh, uh, would create uh, utter pandemonium, pandemonium, I can't talk today, would create chaos, pandemonium in our society. So such law-breaking needs to be avoided. All law-breaking needs to be avoided. The laws are there for a reason. Not only do they need to be avoided, but they need to be penalized for the good of society as a whole. Letting people get away with law-breaking is bad for the whole of society. Uh, Adam Smith uh, said this, Mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent. Think about that. Let me say it again. Mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent. Generally speaking here, if someone blows a stop sign and hits a group of kids with their car, and the law were to say, ah, don't worry about it. The guy had a bad day or he had a little too much, bit too much to drink. <laughs> or would we all say, yeah, no, yeah, I've had bad days too. And I've drank a little too much and got behind the wheel, if I'm going to be honest. So I know we hit the kids, but, you know, of course not. That's insanity. And what kind of incentive would that be for others to uh, drive drunk or drive poorly Hey, this guy went through a stop sign and hit kids, so it's not gonna, and he got off, so it's not going to be so bad for me if I do it. It incentivizes lawlessness. Mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent. So advocating law-breaking, and I'm working up to this illegal immigration uh, point here, advocating law-breaking just because you don't like a particular law, you wish it didn't exist, or you wish there were different laws, just it that just creates perverse incentives if you advocate it right what if you advocate law breaking the next thing you know they may be breaking into your home okay and i'm not talking about illegal immigrants here i'm just talking about anyone breaking into your home 
So racism says, listen, we do not like your skin color or your ethnic background. Generally, we don't like you because your skin color is, is thus or this and your ethnic background is this. So we don't want you here. That's racism. But law-abiding or patriotism says something like this. We have instituted laws in our country and, and we can't be allowed to violate them and therefore under our current set of laws, no one of any skin color, any nationality, any ethnicity, any race is allowed to enter the country permanently apart from the current legal process. Also, our Constitution demands that those who do legally enter the United States permanently are to assimilate into the American culture as outlined in the Constitution and our current set of laws. It's not open season on America or any other country, right, where anyone from anywhere can just come on in and attempt to change the country into something of their liking, That just seems insane on the face of it, doesn't it? Well, why is it different with America then? Now, what I just stated, stating that, that's not racism. That's not xenophobia. That's not hate speech. It's simply upholding the laws we agreed to in this country up to this point. Those laws may be changed in the future if the people decide that they want those laws changed. So when some people say that America is a racist, xenophobic, hateful country or people because it has laws and borders and it doesn't just let everybody who wants to come in, come in. You know, that's sort of like to use a imperfect silly analogy like walking into taco bell and ordering a cheeseburger and they say we don't have cheeseburgers here that's not what we do right and you say i hate this place because you don't sell cheeseburgers and the manager says but sir this is taco bell that's not what we do here and then you know the protester says something like how dare you how full of hate you are don't you know how much people love cheeseburgers Right, so, so standing for the law, for ideas and values instituted by the people of any country and, and, and seeking to protect those values from those who desire to fundamentally uh, stomp on them or change them uh, without due process is not racism. It's patriotism. And dare I use the word in today's climate, it's nationalism in its best sense. It's loving and protecting one's own nation from it becoming something other than what they want it to be. The people of the nation. Don't all nations have that right? And if if not, why not? Let me use a completely, as we come to the close of this here, let me use a completely fictitious scenario, right? Maybe even a silly one, but it'll make the point. Should, let's say, Africa, for example, allow the Chinese to flood into their country uninvited and hijack the African culture and laws, break their laws, and begin to transform Africa into something else, something Chinese, 
just because, let's say, three million Chinese people decided that they wanted to flee the oppressive communist regime? They need help, right? They don't like communism. So they're escaping from it into Africa. But they didn't ask Africa, they're just coming in. And then they're expecting Africa to take care of them and accommodate them in every way. If Africa protested that, would they be haters of Chinese people? Xenophobic? Anti-Chinese? Of course not. They're pro-Africa. Right? So I think this is simple. And I think everyone really gets it. Okay? And simply being a lover of their country, seeking to protect what they've built, what their ancestors may have fought and died for, bled for, fighting to protect the way of life they prefer in their country, and they have every right to that. So why would it be different with America or any other country? I argue that it's not. Racism, by definition, is despising individuals or groups based solely upon their race, their ethnicity, or their skin color. Racism is not pointing out wrongdoing on behalf of someone of another race, ethnicity, or skin color. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you do, please share it with your friends. Post it on social media. Just stuff to think about. I hope this was thought-provoking today. See you next time.